Hey, it's Justo here from the H2G Radio Network. Have you always wanted to get involved in podcasting? Right now, we're looking to grow our H2G family. So if you want to get involved in podcasting, videography, photography, editing, or producing, contact H2G Radio at justthosebestlive at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T-O-S-B-E-S-T at gmail.com. H2G Radio Network. By podcasters, for podcasters. What's up, everybody? It is Wednesday, August the 24th. We are rolling out of summer into fall time, which means it's time to talk NFL. It's the Wire Sports Podcast. We got lots of NFL, and we're going to give you fantasy football players a little bit of insight into some advice and things you can do. That and so much more. The Wire starts, right, Mia? I'm going in, it's first and ten. I'm a legend boy, a champion. Yeah. They can't match the flows, the X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes, devastation about to unfold. They calling me Derek, by the way y'all roll. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I mix with Iron Mike and the great Ali. I'm a running back, believe me, baby. I fathered the game, call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that, try be like this. Sammy is so sub, that boy don't miss. It's the return of the return of the greatest. Any way you name it, I'm everybody's favorite. I'm bringing the pain and bringing the fire. Hey, stay tuned, it's going down to the wire. Fellas, welcome back to the Wire Sports Podcast. Audience, thank you for tuning in. How are you guys doing? I'm doing I'm great. good. I'm good. Great. I was just talking to the audience for a second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure either. I'm waiting for the audience to, to return the favor and like speak back to us, but it never happens. Richie, I'm loving the new setup. I get to see yeah. all the fish. That's that's awesome. I hope I, I mean, it's hard to see them from here, but because they're small, but I got about 50 fish in there. 50? That's awesome. Heck yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, I can see them in the line. Yeah. Going yeah, back and forth. yeah, they're kind of going ham over here. <laughs> so, uh, guys, it is that time. It's time to dive into the NFL. We are very close to the season where that'll pretty much take over the show every week. Um, and we're going to squeeze in, I think, possibly next week or the week after, we'll be doing our fantasy football draft. So, uh, here in a little bit, we're going to give some, uh, I'm just going to say at the top of the show, and I'll remind again, let's keep our own personal strategies close to the t- chest when we talk about it. We're going to give some advice to our audience on how to set up their fantasy football teams and maybe win some money this fall. Uh, but first, I watched some stories today and I wanted to get into some of them. The Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they were 12-5 and five last season. We've had mentions of them on the show uh, and they've been spoken of as at least threats to their conference. Um, so going into this season, guys, what do you think the keys to success are, aka what does Dallas need to do um, by the end of the season to be a playoff contender? Whoever wants it. <laughs> I mean, this is painful for me to even discuss. I'm not a huge cowboy. I mean, Michael Parsons is awesome. You know, I, it, it's not like, how do I want to say this? Dallas is a talented enough team, but I feel like they, it was more subtractions this year. You know, and Philadelphia is the more sexy team right now in terms of like talking about. Um, but again, this is America's team, allegedly the most valuable NFL franchise, uh, according to Forbes. Uh, again, we can't really know that until things get sold, but nonetheless, if I'm the Cowboys, um, I pray. That's how I get into the playoffs. That's how I try to win. I, I pray that uh, my my terrible coach 
uh, doesn't somehow like make us any worse than like his coaching team. To me, McCarthy is like a minus two win type coach. Uh, like honestly, the the whole Dak play that he tried to defend, that they practiced it and simulated it, and like that call right there is you know indicative of Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. Um, and if you're not like understanding what I'm referencing, there was they had an opportunity to win the game, and uh, they they drew up a quarterback draw on a very long third down. And then they wanted to just, you know, hurry up and spike it and then have the opportunity for that fourth down conversion. Um, but because it was 20 seconds, when they did the quarterback draw, the game ended. They couldn't spike in time. And uh, they tried to blame it on the refs and things of that nature. And it's like, why would you do a shotgun quarterback draw as the potential last play of the game and just lose the game? Like, I, that, to me, that's Coach McCarthy. Um, I'm, you know, Dak was injured. Uh, Ezekiel's a shell of himself, to be honest. And uh, dude was balling his rookie year. Uh, went to Cabo and just hasn't been the same since. I don't know if it's in the water or what's going on there, but um, you know, there's not a lot to look forward to. I think the best thing you can say is you got Michael Parsons, who's absolutely phenomenal. Trey was has been talking about Micah quite a bit, so I'll let him talk more about Micah. But you, you got a top five defensive player. You also have a cornerback who was ranked. 24 in the top 100 in the NFL, led the league in interceptions. Um, not exactly a great coverage guy, but nonetheless, turnovers are valuable. Your defense has something going on at least, but you know, if, if I'm the, the Cowboys offense and Mike McCarthy is supposed to be an offensive coach, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't see anything positive. Uh, I'll let uh, everybody else here really try to give real reasons. I just, I just don't see it happening. I don't see how they get in the playoffs. To be honest, I mean they're in a weak division. I think that's the big thing. If Philadelphia chokes with their new additions, Dallas can easily get into the playoffs. But um, I don't know, man. We're, we're talking about winning, right? We're not talking about <laughs> making the playoffs. We're talking about winning, and I just I don't see a road where that happens unless uh, let's see here, uh, Matt Stafford breaks his leg. Um, who else is in the NFC? Uh, Trey Lance breaks his leg. Jimmy Garoppolo refuses to play. Tom Brady retires because Giselle wants him back at the house. <laughs> um, Kyler Murray loses another two inches. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see where Dallas ever makes it to the Super Bowl. Like, ever. Let alone the season. I just... It's a snake-bitten franchise. And it's not like Jerry Jones doesn't care. He's extremely passionate. But this is not a franchise that's, like, destined for success. This is like who they are, and I just don't ever see it being better. I think they're, they they had their opportunity a couple years ago when Dak was really young and Ezekiel was a phenom and was just a beast. But you know now you know he's getting beat up. He's not the same guy. Running backs nowadays, you have like three to five years to strike while they're still you know effective. I think the exception so far has been Henry. We'll see how long Derrick Henry can last. But so far, Derrick Henry's uh, been the exception to that. So I, I don't have any. It's doom and gloom. Uh, I don't see the Cowboys ever winning a playoff game, let alone get into the Super Bowl. So I think I've said enough, and I'll leave it at that. No yeah. chance. <laughs> you got You got to win playoff games, <laughs> otherwise you can't get all the way. Um, whoever Trey, he had mentioned that you had talked about Micah Parsons, um, and he made some good points. They don't, you know, they don't have Amari anymore. Amari Cooper, no Cedric Wilson. They don't want Zeke to carry as much. Um, do. You, 
do they have an opportunity to contend uh, against the rest of their division or let alone the league in the playoffs? Yeah, they do. I mean, I think the only team that's like really in their division that we we're just saying is out of it is the Giants. Everyone else has a legit chance to be there. A play call away from being, I don't know, 12 and 5, or they're a play call away from being 5 and 12. It, I, this division is really scary. It's funny. It, it, everybody in this division has flaws somewhere. Um, that's the one that got the check, though. So I, I, can they can they be in contention? Sure. Will they? I I mean, it. I don't know. It depends on what Cowboys show up. They do have to fight against Mike McCarthy. I, I think everyone agrees that he's a, a lame duck coach. Um, they do have Michael Parsons, and to be, they have a bunch of pieces on offense and defense. But this is the same argument we always have with the Cowboys, though, isn't it? Like every year, day in and day out, every year. Like I think yep. in the in the rundown, you mentioned they were twelve and five. Okay, cool. They were twelve and five. And Dak Prescott was one of the highest was the highest paid quarterback last year. And what did he give you? To me, it comes down to Dak's got to earn what he makes, and that's the key to their success. Dak Prescott is the key to their success. Okay, contention. He's got to play better. If you took the 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 players that they have now and gave them to Russell Wilson, if you gave them to uh, Aaron Rodgers, if you gave them to Tom Brady. Name any legit quarterback that they have in the league right now. This would be a playoff contention team. I think with the defense that they have, the playmakers that they have, even some of the guys that have it. This DeAndre Drummond dude uh, that's coming in from uh, uh, Ole Miss, he's legit. He's undrafted too. They still have CD. He's got like a toe cut. Uh, That Turpin dude that ran those two uh, returns back. I think he led the USFL in receiving last year. Legit. I mean, so, and they and they still have Schultz, who they found last year. Like, I mean, they, ah, I don't know. It's the Cowboys. So they should be in contention. They should be. They're good. They should win their division and be in contention in the playoffs. They should be. And their schedule is hard enough to where they'll be battle tested on their non-divisional games. So they should, like, they should be. I mean, I they'll know. get there, Trey. I think we all agree there. But, then they I, never but see, win. will they? We don't, I think we agree that. I think we agree that they could be an above-average team during the regular season. But we're talking about yep. in-season contention. They have the potential to be. They sure. could be. They have the talent to be. They, but they don't. Don't I do don't it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Sahi, what do you think? I mean, we've we've got you know talk that is is Dak overpaid and unplayed? Uh, do you think with what they have now, they they can put together you know with Dak playing? Let's say he does play at his best, can they can they be a contender in the playoffs this year? Oh, if Dak is playing at his best, they're going to go far. Um, Dak is the reason why this team goes. Um, other than that, though. He doesn't have anybody around him. I, I think what Trey was saying, I, I think the opposite. You talk about a guy that led the USFL. Those uh, most majority of those guys is postmen and uh, uh, sous chefs at uh, <laughs> 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 Benny Honest. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, I can't name a lot of their offensive weapons besides Zeke and Tony Pollard coming off the bench. I never believed in Amari Cooper. He's not, he's a great receiver, but he's like a, uh, he's not a number one in my, in my opinion. Um, he's been forced into that number one role. Um, say he came down to Tampa to inside with Brady. He's going to be a three or a four receiver and everybody's going to be like, oh, that's cool. Y'all got uh, Amari Cooper. You know what I'm saying? We got Julio Jones and everybody like, oh, snap. Julio Jones might be back, baby. Julio Jones going to make that thing go. No one's ever comparing Amari Cooper to Julio Jones. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> that's kind I'm of salty, but come on. I, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he he was their number one option last year, and the Cowboys Cowboys need a Michael Irvin out there. They've got the Emmitt Smith, Z. You know what I'm saying? But they don't have anybody taking the top off. They had him, they had him, Des Bryant, but they let him go. I mean, he's old now. You know, he's not gonna make a comeback. But they need a top flight receiver. Um, OBJ, <coughs> OBJ, sign them, sign them. You know what I'm saying? At least for the name, the threat. They need somebody, big name, big hype receiver to to really balance that offense more. They got the shifty guys. They got the smaller guys, which you need on the inside. But when it's time to make a play, hence in that playoff game that Richie was talking about, they don't have a uh, Hopkins just throw it up to him. See what we got. They don't have a, uh, what's a, um, Devontae Adams. They don't have a Devontae. Granted, these guys are rare, but most teams got them. You know what I'm saying? Talk about the Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson. What if the Cowboys had Justin Jefferson out there, all right? Um, who, they Mike don't. Ed? That's my point. They, they don't, don't yeah. but they have talent. They do have talent. Mm, yeah, that position. Yeah. They have talent. It's, yeah, not like they they got with, it's not like it was Brady's last year at, uh, in, in New England. We didn't have nobody to kill hair. Like, it's not that. It's damn it's not, close. No, it's not. It's, not, it's <laughs> damn close. Hold on, hold on. Sahi, did you just compare Tom Brady to Dak Prescott? Is that by proxy what you just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I compared his That's weapon. the second time. <laughs> That's the second time you don't put Tom Brady's name in some slander, Justin. I didn't put any slander. I simply second asked time. the question. I may have had some gasoline it towards the close. potential Ember. All right, we'll move on. If, Speaking if of Tom Brady. Lamb, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. If C.D. Lamb, the last C.D. Yeah. Lamb yeah. steps up this year, he's going to be a dog. They, they're going to go far. He's got they're going to need him to. He's been claiming he's the number one. But come on, talk about it. Speak about it. Speak Speak about it. (laughs) He got to do it. He got to do it. 1,500 yards minimum. Absolutely. Ooh. He got to do it. That's actually, I heard a similar. He said he's top five. He said he's a top five wide receiver. That means he needs to get 1,500 yards. These top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said you mentioned Tom Brady though. That's what I was. Talking I did. Yeah, about. I, I'm rolling. I'm rolling that. Yeah. We we talked about Tom Brady and it. then and I will acknowledge the no Brady yeah. slander rule. But this debate was on was good enough to be on ESPN. So I feel like it was one. I don't usually like to pull their hot talks because a lot of it I get accused for for clickbait or whatever. But <laughs> I had to bring this one. 
Which quarterback team combo has a better chance to go all the way to the Super Bowl between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? I'm going to go first. Go ahead. I, I baited Justo into this because this is such <laughs> low brow material. <laughs> I wanted him to feel like this is even worth discussing, but it's not. This is, this is insane. So let me explain to the audience. This is not Justin's fault, but oh my God, I love I love this because if anyone says Green Bay, I want to like see how much marijuana they have smoked in the last <laughs> 10 minutes, truthfully. <laughs> Um, Green Bay has a bunch of nobodies. I mean, they're literally talking like Aaron Rodgers and all these guys and Randall Cobb, who's like 100 years old, are talking about these rookie wide receivers need to focus and stop dropping the ball. Now, maybe it's like some like Jedi mind trick and they're just messing with everyone. But from what we're hearing in reports in camp, these wide receivers are dropping the ball 20 times in the day. So that is not looking good. We already talked about Tampa just got Julio. Like, how is this comparable? You have 2,000 yard, you know, top 10 wide receivers, you know, like collectively. You got two fantastic wide receivers. And now Julio replaced Antonio Crazy Brown. Like, come on. I mean, I don't even know. I think the only thing you can say against Tampa Bay is your boy's running back came in a little spicy and a little fat, you know, 256 pounds. But, uh, I mean, the only thing positive you can say for Green Bay is in spite of the fact that they are complete ass on offense now, Aaron Rodgers will still only throw less than five interceptions because he's Aaron Rodgers. But this is not comparable. I mean, statistically, Aaron will still be successful. But in terms of, like, team caliber and who has the better chance, this isn't, like, I don't know. I don't don't even (laughs) know. Like, I wish I could troll so hard to this Green Bay wagon and I, if I had like two days to like make, you know, fake news facts to like have an argument, I would have totally done this just so these guys would have been shocked. But I can't even fake it. I can't fake it, man. This <laughs> like I, do, I, I would rather say Miami Dolphins <laughs> way than this. And the Dolphins won like three games last year. Yeah, I mean, they won one that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, this is not comparable. Poor Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? Bucko signed up for it. He said he wanted two more years knowing Devontae was leaving his ass. So he signed up for this. If these kids drop 100 passes, it's all on him. He chose to come back. He could have retired and went to Jeopardy and done his holistic stuff and all the other thing, weird things he likes to do. So this is 100% on A-Rod. But Tom Brady is the GOAT. They have pro bowl, all pro caliber offensive weapons you know, one of the top 20 greatest wide receivers of all time. And you got two young guys who could easily enter that margin as well. Uh, this isn't even comparable. Damn. Does anybody want to go next? <laughs> I'll go. I knew when I was writing the story, by the way, I knew that this was, this was going. You knew, you, yeah, you knew, first of all, the Tom Brady slander is atrocious today. I don't know. I haven't slandered on. the man. Mm-mm. You put him in a conversation with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and, and I, talked about, and talked about Super Bowls. <laughs> Then talked about <laughs> offenses. Which one's gonna do what? Are we serious? Okay, let's just get rid of the rosters. I don't even care about the rosters. If it was them versus a bunch of tea bags, I'm taking Tom Brady. Simply because Aaron Rodgers chokes and is a hack in the playoffs. We all know this. I think me and Marvin went on two rants at the same time, like last year yeah. about this. 
is Tom Brady. Period. I don't mean, scene <laughs> cut credits. I don't even care Sorry, who's Tom on the Brady. roster. We can go into Tom Brady's going to have an easier time in his division than uh, the Aaron Rodgers is going to have in his division. We can talk about Tom Brady picked up one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Just, you know, casually. We can talk about all of this, but it doesn't matter because Aaron Rodgers could have all those people and not still pick Tom Brady. You see what I've done to myself? I usually rely on Sahi for the point counterpoint, and now I gotta pass it to him on the Buccaneers question. Yeah. Sahi, do I even need to ask? Or yeah, you do, because uh, this is an interesting uh, little point here. Who has a greater chance of making the Super Bowl? Man. I mean, I feel like it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, two-time MVP, back-to-back. He's in the NFC North. He's playing the Bears. They're not, they ain't, they ain't shit. Vikings ain't shit. And the Lions ain't shit. None of these teams is making the playoffs. Number one seed, most likely, unless the Buccaneers go undefeated, the number one seed is going to be Green Bay once again, based purely off their shitty ass, you know, division. All right. Um, and let's look at it. Oh, Aaron Rodgers ain't got Devontae Adams no more. What are you going to do? Devontae Adams coming out of the draft had a prospect grade of 6.4. We'll become good starter within two, two, uh, two years, they said. What, what they say, they, they said, lacks top end speed and strength. All right. Well, you you're reading from Mel Kuyper? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> probably. He probably the one who uh, You know what I'm saying? So he, you know you're full of it, right? Devontae Adams is one of the best deep threats in the league right now, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Who made him? Aaron Rodgers made him. He's going to make these young receivers. He's doing the Jedi mind trick, just like Richie was talking about. His his receivers aren't really bad. He's going to throw these. You talking about the best thrower of the football. You can throw Jimmy Joe and his best friend Ho out there. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) He's going to get the ball to him and they're going to look good. All right. Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl. Chalk it up. Oh no, I'm man. just playing. Bro, <laughs> it's Tom Brady, bro. Man. Bro, it's Tom me, Brady. I was man. boiling over. I was trying to be respectful, <laughs> but I was boiling. Okay. Assuming Sahi, you know, it's late night over there. Maybe he's had a little bit. Smoke, I want to know where did you get it from? Is it from Canada? Did you get it from Cali? Because this guy be the primo. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that primo stuff, man. Yeah. Well, if there's yeah, if there's anyone take out out there, if there's anyone out there that disagrees, this will be my last one of those for a while. Uh, th- throw it in the comments of the review section. Hey, we're going to hit to a break. We do have a, a, a pretty good discussion, I think, out of, out of the ones that we've had so far. This one is... Uh, going to be a little bit more up in the air and then we're going to get into a little bit of fantasy advice don't go anywhere it's the wire sports podcast we'll be right back 
Welcome back to the Wire Sports Podcast. You saw the ad. You know what we got going on here. Go check it all out. Let's dive into some more NFL. Uh, I've disappointed the guys with some more clickbait, and now we're moving into some not-so-clickbait. Um, listen, we're into the preseason. The preseason's almost over, and Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland has yet to see the field at all in the preseason. Um, I When I saw that, before I went any further with my research, I went back and checked out his starting experience. Um, he was one-and-one one with the Patriots. This is when he was behind... Um, Brady in 2016 and then Garoppolo, right? Uh, his QBR was a 40.2. He was 4 and 11 with the Colts in 2017. He had a 44 uh, QBR. He was 7 and 8 with the Colts in 2019 when he started for them again uh, with a 48.2 QBR. And then with the Dolphins last season or in 2021, yeah, 2021. Um, he was two and three with a 48.2 QBR. And then I just needed to know, it looks like to be considered a good QB, you're in like the 75 and up ranges for the listeners. I know you guys know this. So he's consistently about 25 points on the QBR behind good and up. Um, with all that being said, we know Deshaun Watson is now on an 11 game ban rather than the previously mentioned six and Brissett is supposed to be the starter is it concerning that he's not getting any preseason time guys fellas guys fellas <laughs> whoever wants to start <laughs> whichever uh, you i think so on. i think so okay. uh i think i think it's real concerning i understand we want to get deshaun watson some reps but we need to give the person who's going to be playing reps like meaningful reps uh i'm not saying that he doesn't, he should be feeling, seeing the field all the time and Deshaun Watson should be putting the back burner. I'm just saying that 11 games is a significant part of the season and you're going to have to figure it out by the time Deshaun gets there. And then when Deshaun does get there, you're going to have to acclimate him. You're not going to do that by for, by forcing him in all of the primetime preseason games, sitting out your starter, having him rusty and not getting that contact for the season opener. Um, I think that they're doing backwards. Clearly, they have a plan, but it's the Browns, so I just naturally don't trust that plan. <laughs> if, it's, if that's fair, um, I feel like what they need to do is focus on their running game since they have two stud backs and play off of that. Jacoby Brissett needs to be a game manager, whatever that means. Basically, I don't want him throwing the ball downfield at all. He doesn't need to. Throw it in the flats, throw it in the middle of the field to your tight ends, have uh, dominate on the line of scrimmage, let your defense uh, be who they are or play better. And that's how you're going to stay. You're not going to win the way you want to, but that's how you're going to stay consistent and stay above water. It is a dangerous division this season, as we've mentioned several times. Um, Whoever wants, I was sorry, I put you last last time, so I'll leave it up to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I'll go. I won't be last this time. Um, I don't think it's a huge concern at all. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is a veteran guy. He's won in this league before. Uh, He's got a nice, strong arm. Uh, 
He can he he can get you where you want to go, and you'll be hard pressed to convince me otherwise. Um, that was my Mel Kiper impression. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, Jacoby Brissett. He's a guy. Um, those records that you mentioned, you also got to mention. He's on a terrible team. All right, the Colts. They just lost Andrew Luck before Andrew Luck got their terrible team. Andrew Luck, just one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever put on a Colts jersey, got him where they needed to go. He retires. Jacoby sets in the uh, Brissett's in there. He, he's not going to do great with that team. A couple of years later, he said he went seven and eight, won some games, got you where you know what I'm saying. He he didn't get you to the playoffs, but still, he he had you guys looking good um, in Miami last year, two and three. Um, played a heck of a game against. Uh, the Buccaneers, I, that's the only time I got to watch him last year. Um, he looked pretty good. He got hurt, um, unfortunate, but um, and he's he's on a different team. Um, but guys like that, he's in the league for a reason. Um, teams want a guy like Jacoby Brissett around. He's got that New England pedigree. Um, he's going to go in there and do the job. And like Trey was saying, they got those two running backs back there. All right. They're going to be feeding Hunt. They're going to be feeding Chubb. They're going to be feeding Hunt, feeding Chubb, feeding Hunt, feeding Chubb all day long until Deshaun Watson gets back. So I'm not concerned at all. Um, they'll be fine. They're not going to win a lot of games. Um, out of out of 11, maybe they go at best six and five. All right. And Deshaun Watson has a chance to to get them to to the playoffs, but um, they'll be all right. Uh, They'll be right there in the the wild card hunt. I got faith in Jacoby. He's not playing in the preseason. This is the only guy they got. Jacoby Brissett gets hurt. They're in a world of trouble. All right. Um, So they need to keep that guy healthy, um, have him ready for week one, and um, just hold on until the $230 million man gets back. Hard pressed to convince him otherwise, Richie. <laughs> you got a tall, you got a tall glass here. Uh, what do you think, man? Is it is it dis- discerning to not see Jacoby playing any, uh, taking any snaps in the preseason? No, here's why. Um, I'm going to kind of hybrid blend this thing. You have to focus on Deshaun Watson. This isn't the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not trying to make sure that they don't lose a season. Uh, Cleveland's focused on the future. Deshaun Watson hasn't played a game in a year and a half. They need to focus on getting him some reps because he's going to go away for a while and then hopefully come back uh, in uh, the the Texans for the 11th game. Although I don't expect that to actually happen. I anticipate he won't be feeling well. I don't see him wanting to actually be in Houston after what's been going on and all that commotion and him requesting a trade and sitting let's clarify the reason he isn't played was his choice it was not involving um the sexual misconduct allegations that led to later it was him saying i don't want to play here and he sat a whole season so i don't see him being the first game back going back to that place anyways having said that let's take this realistically if you get jacoby some reps is it really going to make a difference they're going to lose the first week no matter what because the browns haven't won their game one since 2006 so they're losing to Carolina. We can already scratch that off the table there. They play the Jets. I think we can all agree this is the one game that's like super winnable. Wait, no, no, I take that back. Because the next week they play the Steelers. That's the one game that I really think 
is winnable. <laughs> then they play the Falcons. So wait, look, they have some cream puff games. So even if Jacoby doesn't get much going on, they have a stud running back tandem, as we discussed. Now, the big thing here is Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Kareem Hunt is very upset with his contract and boy is not wanting to play and is not practicing. So that, that could really damper what we're referring to. But having said that, their first four games, three winnable ones. Even with Jacoby Brissett, right there. Now, then you start looking at other games. They play the Chargers, they ain't winning that. They play the Patriots, they probably ain't winning that. Then they play at Baltimore, they ain't winning that. Uh, then they play the Bengals. Who knows? It's the Bengals. It's possible they lose the game. Um, then they play the Dolphins, the Bills, the Buccaneers. They're not winning those games. Whether Deshaun was playing or not, because Deshaun needs the tune-up. So that then finally Deshaun will be playing against the Texans. So all those games, like I'll be nice and say they magically beat the Bengals there, but they're still going to probably lose to the Dolphins, the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Ravens. So you're already six games in the hole. If Cincinnati beats them, you're seven games in the hole. And that's not including Carolina. You're probably eight games in the hole. So this is not looking hot. This is not looking good. But they don't have to be. No, they don't have to be, but that's why, like, playing Jacoby, I know what you're saying, like, if you give Jacoby reps, maybe they can get some more out of there, but I just, I don't see it anyway, man. I oh, okay. I think, I feel, I, so I feel like they could beat the Chargers. I feel like they could beat Baltimore. They just can't beat themselves. They have, they have the talent to do it. They have the running backs. It's not, the game isn't hard. If they control the line of scrimmage, they'll win. And they have the pieces to do that. Jacoby Grissett doesn't have to be a world beaver. He doesn't even have to throw the ball 15 yards down the field. You give the ball to Chubb. You give the ball to Hunt. And Hunt has no leg to stand on. You want a contract extension? Don't be women. You wouldn't be in this situation. I mean, you're right, Trey, in terms of the, the latter point. Not that the former was wrong, but, um, you know, here, here's my take. I don't disagree with you, but you got to remember... Even Baker was hurt, but the point is Baker Mayfield was the quarterback for this team last year. And yeah, you can, we we already talked about Amari Cooper in terms of, we think like the last time Amari Cooper was good, he played for the Raiders. It's that simple. He hasn't been good since. And he's, he got traded for what, like a fifth round pick or something. It wasn't, it was crazy. I was, I was shocked to be honest that it was a fifth round pick. But so, yes, they upgraded with Amari Cooper and long-term certainly with Deshaun Watson. But right now, Jacoby is your quarterback. You're not going to get those wins. I know what you're saying. The running back tandem is phenomenal. And I love Cleveland's running game. Outside of Baltimore, they're the best running team, you know, in the business. Um, But I just don't see it being enough against a lot of these teams that have a lot of firepower. Uh, I guess I'm saying Jacoby's not really a factor in that. If if he just doesn't make mistakes, then they they should be in the game. But here's my point. What what everyone has been saying is if Jacoby hands the ball off, that might get the job done. So he doesn't need reps like is what we're implying. What does he need reps for if he's just doing this? If he's you just get that timing you go. right. You gotta get that timing right. That, that, that timing, they see that right. timing on the, the timing, boom. How do you want it? In the pocket. Where you want it? Where you at? You want a little out, you want a little in? All right, on those slant rods that he has to have perfect timing for with his receivers when he's connecting the because uh, they're going to have to throw the ball. I know I'm saying that they can control the line, but and they can they have to throw uh, they have to control the ball. Where are we timing those bubble screens? Where are we timing those slants? Those uh, five and out. I mean, what, what are we doing? He still needs to link up with his receivers. 
Deshaun Watson doesn't need that right now. And, and one thing, even, uh, even oh, I was gonna say, even if you, what you're saying is true that Deshaun Watson needs as many rests as possible, not right now. He's got 11 games. No, that's the, 11 games he can't play. Jacoby has his. He's got meaningful games coming up in three weeks. Not Deshaun. Yeah, but he can. He's gonna. He's gonna have to play through the games. It is what it is. Clearly, they want Deshaun to get comfortable. So what, because uh, he's got 11 weeks, he's not going to get to play at all. He's not going to get to practice at all. So they want to give him something. He hasn't thrown a football to a, a professional athlete, except in the preseason, for over 16 months. That's why they care. Because if you don't give him anything now, then you're going to be waiting like you're talking about four months later before the first time where you want it, how you want it and doing this yeah. timing you're talking about <laughs> that boy is your future. And you, you, you gave him 200 million reasons guaranteed to stay around. So you got to get him comfortable. You got to get him the, the, the size towels he wants for his massages. You got to do whatever he wants, how he wants it, because you have clearly tainted your logo in the at least in a lot of fans perspective for this athlete so you have to make sure he's comfortable and he's successful because the last thing that cleveland wants to happen is deshaun watson have poor performances and not be comfortable it's gonna be oh my god can you could you imagine the the, the contract him some people believing the 11 games was a weak move and it should have been a year etc just the backlash from other fans, not necessarily Cleveland fans, but other fans. Um, if Deshaun starts playing poorly, how mean he's going to be. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Jacksonville game, Every the things that people were chanting at him. He's going to have a lot going at him. So you got to get this guy ready mentally. You got to get him the, rep, the reps to try. Jacoby Brissett, nobody cares about. I think we can all agree with that. He's he's literally a perennial like statesman. He just kind of shows up and he hasn't really done much and he's not going to do much. He's going to hand the ball off. He's going to, you know, give massages to, uh, what's his face? Kareem Hunt and, uh, oh, my favorite dude. I can't even think of his name. I feel like an idiot. Chubb, oh. Nick Chubb. Yeah, like, that's what he's going to do. What can I do? What can I get you? Gatorade, you need it. You got it, boss. Like, that's his role. And if they get four wins, that would be kind of a win here, even with their talent. Their defense is phenomenal. Their running is phenomenal. But to your point, you can't keep just running it, and he's not going to be able to get the job done. They're not going to be able to rely on play action because it's timing-based, like you're talking about. So you're throwing that out the window. So you're basically accepting that these 11 games are not going to go well because you're choosing Deshaun Watson. So you're focusing on the future and not this season, quite frankly, because I agree with you. By not giving Jacoby any timing, he can't throw the ball successfully. Even if you are like Aaron Rodgers, you still got to get reps to have the timing to be successful. And they've thrown that out the window. So they've clearly said, we're going to run the ball. This is, they'll probably run Kareem Hunt into the ground and say, feel dude, like adios. And they'll, they'll try to save Chubb because they still have years on Chubb. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I'm just, you know, we'll see. But to me, doesn't matter. Deshaun Watson's your future this season. The moment he got suspended for 11 games, this season's over. I remember we even talking a couple weeks ago. I was excited about the Cleveland Browns. Well, Deshaun Watson had gone 11 games. 
they'll be lucky to get seven wins. All right. All right. Well, folks, let us know what you think is going to shake down up there in Cleveland. Uh, we're going to move on now to something we haven't really done this before. We did our dr- draft live last uh, season. We're going to do that again, I believe, next week. Uh, but everybody, a lot of people play fantasy football. And, you know, I, I think it's important uh, to check out some research on the proper ways to do it. And there's there's lots of radio to listen to on that. We're just going to give you, you know, kind of our take on how you break down a draft. Guys, what I'm going to do, I I do want to preface once again, let's keep our personal strategies close to the chest so I don't have to hear it when I took some advice from you guys and end up winning the season. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm not going to win. We're going to go through the positions. Let's just talk about, you know, right around when you should be looking for this type of position. some good options, some bad options, just think, some things to look for with these positions. And then if, if we want to do an open form at the end for anything we missed, we can do that. Um, so why don't we kick it off with QBs, whoever wants to start. Uh, when when do you look at QBs? What kind of QB do you look for? Whoever wants it. Uh, for me, it depends on the QB, right? When you want to take them. It's either you take your quarterback high or you wait a few rounds, you know what I'm saying? You wait a little while, um, maybe about, I don't know which round, like after five, after four or five, um, get you some guys in there, then think about who your quarterback is going to be. Because there's so much talent out there, um, and you, you want to have that talent on your team. Um, but unless that quarterback you know for sure is finna go off, then you 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 want to wait around, in my in my opinion, or go early and trade it to a good friend. Uh, <laughs> who, <laughs> what's to go next? No, somebody's gonna want me. <laughs> Jay Richie, who wants it? Uh, I mean, honestly, Sahi said it pretty accurately. I'm just gonna kind of echo it because it's the truth. Um, there's a couple guys, you know, like Josh Allen, like this isn't strategy, common sense. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, those are the types of guys. And honestly, Justin Herbert that are going to have explosive years, particularly Josh Allen will be probably the first quarterback taken in every draft. Um, having said that, generally speaking, even those talents should be around the third round. If you're doing it earlier than that, I strongly think you shouldn't because quarterback is pretty deep. Those guys we just mentioned are probably going to score a little more, but quarterback's deep. You know, when, you, when you're talking seventh or eighth round and you can still get guys like Matt Stafford and Tom Brady, generally, you, you don't need to go early with quarterback. I'd recommend probably fifth round unless, you know, you have an opportunity to pick Josh Allen and some of the other players you wanted aren't available. For instance, um, solid running backs. We're not going to get into it, but, you know, your top running backs, oh, those aren't on the board. Well, you lost like the premier picks. Well, running backs really deep. You, you can probably in the third round possibly say, Josh Allen's going to get me six points a week more than this quarterback. And this running back is is not going to give me that six point differential from the next round's running back. So I'll take Josh here. So sometimes you can go third round if it's, you know, one of those athletes. But overall, I would say five through seven 
are you really want to do you know five through seven you definitely want to pick a quarterback by then but third round or, or you know right after it really needs to be a game breaker like a josh Allen, somebody who's going to get rushing yards in addition to consistent touchdown you need touchdowns guys so if you're going to do that josh allen's your guy for sure patrick mahomes gets quite a bit of yards same thing with justin herbert i think these are three strong picks for early quarterbacks to go you know then you have your second tier type guys like lamar jackson who are going to get a bunch of extra yards uh let's not i can't even think of the kid's name but the kid from the eagles as well he's going to get a lot jalen hurts he'll probably get quite a bit jalen hurts will probably do pretty well you can't go wrong with even though it sounds crazy boys out of minnesota uh burrow as well because they're going to get a lot of yards and touchdowns they have prolific wide receivers miami's one two is one of those guys sixth or seventh round hey watch out man he might have a big season this year he's got the wide receivers this time so those are the types of things where you have potential to let it rock because there's so many deep quality quarterbacks you don't really need like two perennial stars your focus is to get one great one and one serviceable one for when your guy's out you can't focus on this isn't running back this isn't wide receiver you don't need two world-class quarterbacks you can't play them so focus on one i would say rounds five through seven unless you get one of those really rare guys in round three and that's really if your running backs didn't pan out that you wanted and your wide receiver that you wanted wasn't available so five through seven is my recommendation in general jay what do you think about quarterbacks anything that hasn't been said no, nothing. Everything's been said, really. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's no, there's nothing more I can say. I, if you're one of those people that grabs your quarterback in the first, I don't know, in round number two or round number three, then it's gonna be a must have, painful draft. You, you, you must got a plan. <laughs> you're gonna need a plan <laughs> uh well trey why don't you start us off then with uh with running backs you know what do you look for uh in running backs and when when do you start looking running backs uh it depends on the running back if i'm get if i'm trying to get because running backs can get you can be multifaceted so if i'm getting somebody like christian mccaffrey christian mccaffrey what two three years ago then he could be my number one. He could be my number one pick. He's just going to do so many things in the offense. He's going to rack up so many yards and have so many. He's going to have touched the ball so many times and get so many opportunities for touchdowns and yards that you would take a guy like that first. Um, so it, and I think it really depends on who's available and what you're looking to do because running backs will give you a lot of points. Sahi. Yeah, um, just what uh, Trey was saying. Uh, you want to find the guy that's uh, that's doing it both ways, both uh, running and receiving, um, or you want a guy like Derrick Henry. Um, if you if you ain't got him, then maybe. But Derrick Henry is one of those guys. I wouldn't say he's the number one overall pick. Um, if you had a number one or even a first rounder. Um, but he'd be a great running back to have. Um, but running back, especially in fantasy, you want to know that they're like uh, that guy in New Orleans. All right. Alvin Kamara. He, yeah. He's a fantastic fantasy runner. One of the best fantasy runners you can have. Um, Saquon Barkley is one of those guys that's potential. 
Um, he doesn't have the quarterback, but so that's one thing you got to keep in mind. Richie, you got anything to add on running back or you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll, just be, I'll try to be real quick. Um, to me, for all of you out there, if you haven't played or you're still learning, uh, running back's the most critical role in your entire team. Um, you know, you, you need two, first of all. Sometimes most leagues have something called flex. So if you do have a flex, you should be drafting five to seven running backs total in your 17-man roster. Running back is critical to what you're going to do. You need two studs. Generally, rounds one and round two are a great opportunity to take them. Again, you know, we can talk about it's a deep pull, and it is a deep pull. But as I discussed, unlike the quarterback, which is deep, and you only need one really great one, running back, you want three to four great ones. So this is something you want to draft early and draft often. Um, you, you, I, I completely agree. You want a consistent guy. So, you know, like we mentioned with Derrick Henry, you want guys who you know, this guy's going to put up 18 to 24 points. And then you want a guy like Alvin Kamara, or, or other guys who have these real big upsides. Like Jonathan Taylor is like not worth discussing. He was unique last year, unicorn. But the point is, is like you have guys like Alvin Kamara who sometimes have five touchdown games, put up 44 points. You know, you, you want that like consistent guy. You want that big explosive guy. And then you want um, two other ones. For instance, you mentioned Saquon Barkley, a great guy who's been injured, hasn't had a lot of success lately. You can maybe pick him up and, you know, round set five through eight, use him as your fourth down back. You may, might pull him in later in the second half. He's not looking good early. All of a sudden he starts looking good. Pull him in. So first and foremost, draft your running backs. I at least recommend one in the, fir- the very first round. You should be a running back. Your second round, maybe not, because you might have an elite receiver, a tight end. And then you pull back into the third round and grab a running back. But between four to seven running backs on your team, depending on if you have a flex or not. If you have a flex, it should be closer to seven. If you don't have a flex in your league, probably five. Heck yeah. Sorry, I got stuck on mute there. All right. Next is receivers. When do we want to look at receivers? What do we want to look for in receivers? I believe we're at Trey. Uh, I'm looking for receivers in depending on what the receivers available rounds two, three, and four. I'm looking for receivers, uh, uh, interchangeable running backs, uh, multifaceted running backs, uh, receivers that can put up big numbers. I'm looking for my first receiver is going to be the receiver that I I think is going to get um, there's a a deep threat, can go over the top, has the potential for, you know, 100-yard games every single game. Those are your Devontae Adams. Those are your... Cooper Cups, those are like those receivers. And then my next receiver is probably going to be more like a slot receiver, um, a dependent receiver, somebody like Hunter Renfro, somebody like that. Sweet. And these are in my first like two, three rounds. Saeed, do you have a different receiver strategy? Yeah, the only thing I'm going to say on this is you got to know who's throwing this through. Uh, the receivers ball who you're looking you can uh, draft uh, Megatron but if he's playing for the New York Jets with Zach Wolf going uh, he's going to put up numbers but still you want to know who's back there swinging at absolutely Richie anything on receivers yeah, two things. Uh, I'm going to counter my running back argument. If you're a late pick, like for instance, you're in a 15-man team, like 
draft and it's huge. And you're all, you know, you lost seven great running backs just went by. It's absolutely okay to go wide receiver, tight end or wide receiver, wide receiver, and then go running back. Because at that point, you're, you're, you know, the diff point differential is not much on those running backs anymore. And you're going to have the opportunity to because you need two, two elite wide receivers. So sometimes that can work out. Never draft a wide receiver and a running back on the same team if you plan on starting, because that's counterintuitive. One's, one will be successful that week. Usually both will not be. It's possible, but that doesn't always work out. For instance, I would not take Chase and you know, Joe Mixon and start them both. I don't think that's a great combination because if Mixon's feasting, chances are Chase and Jamar is not going to get those opportunities. So you really have to make sure you diversify who you're playing and who their teammates are. I also don't recommend drafting wide receivers on the same team. I think that would be a bad decision. I would not go T Higgins and Chase, for example. I'm using Bengals just because that's the easiest thing off the top of my head. But having said that, don't draft teammates, generally speaking. Like it's okay wide receiver tight end, but don't double wide receiver. And I would not go running back wide receiver on the same team. I think that's a really bad combination. Very seldom does that work out. So not, not highly recommended, but wide receivers, truthfully, you know, like I said, you have those weird situations where it's a deep draft. If there's like 15 people and you're in the back end of it, go double wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. You can never go wrong with the Travis Kelsey, who's going to put up wide receiver numbers. And you that's a big difference between most of the other tight ends. Mark Andrews being an exception. Of course, Darren Waller probably this year. But outside of those tight ends, they start dropping real quick. So sometimes... You can get a really good pick out of tight end and wide receiver. Having said that, I recommend round three through round five. Same thing like we talked about with the quarterbacks. Wide receiver is more important than quarterback most of the time. Awesome. And thanks for a little bit of insight on the, the tight end. We didn't quite get to a full discussion on that kicker in defense, uh, but you'll get to see us draft right draft here. Kicker, on the show. Your last round for the love of God. <laughs> get it first round. Go for the kicker from Baltimore. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we will, you'll get to see some of these strategies play out as we are drafting next week. Um, this is your last week. So if you hop on these comments uh, and you want to join in the league the first two people can jump in with us otherwise we're going to roll without fans this season and we'll push harder for that initiative next year uh maybe some of the people from freemaster if you guys want to shut that on their business talk i i was only because i'm rolling over you guys have any plugs for Freemas? uh watch it (laughs) check it out out. it's a very interesting conversation with very interesting people yeah I couldn't agree more. Fantastic show comes out every Friday. Um, on Saturdays, we are going through the, we've just finished the Richard Kuklinski series and jumping right into Lorena Bobbitt. So make sure you go and check out uh, True Crime for the Innocent Mind if that's your thing. Uh, fair warning. I guess I need to do a disclosure. We had somebody uh, comment. These we, we are covering these cases in, in grave detail. It's important to the cases. So um, if if hearing the details of rape or murder or kidnapping and things like that are, are sensitive to you, please, yeah, viewer, listener discretion is advised. Uh, and then on Sundays, we will be having new episodes coming out soon of The Actors Breakdown. That's with Andrew uh, from here at H2G and I. Uh, that's just kind of an opportunity for you to get into acting. And then on Mondays, we've got The Boss Dog Show. If you've ever been in the service industry or you're currently in the service industry, that's a great show for you to listen to some like-minded folks talk about the uh, the ups and downs and ebbs and flows of service, which is always 
a great topic. So lots going on at H2G. If you want to get involved, just us best live at gmail.com. Anybody else got anything? Sweet. Watch free mess. Yeah. Check out free mess. We'll be back it out. next Wednesday at eight as always with our fantasy draft. And uh, yeah, stay classy. Live, laugh, love, look at your last. Yeah. <laughs> Richie, Richie's, don't leave me, Richie. <laughs> I thought you were walking out. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to turn off the camera. This has been an H2G Radio production.